Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous ladies. Welcome back to the show. My voice is finally coming back. Thank the Lord. I had pretty much lost my voice. It was so hoarse, so raspy for the better part of a week. And so I had to push back recording podcast episodes because I really couldn't talk very well, but I'm excited to be back behind the mic, and today I am bringing you a behind-the-scenes, real-life episode where I'm just going to update you on what's been going on in my life. I went back and looked through the episodes. The last time I did this episode, by the this kind of episode, by the time this airs, was two months ago. So there's a lot that's been happening. I'm not going to share it all because then this episode would be way too long. But today we're going to talk about my husband and my trip to Germany that we took at the beginning of May. We're going to talk about some funny things that kids say because my kids continue to say things that just, oh, they just make me laugh. Uh, We're going to talk about summer schedules with kids because this is something newer that I have been navigating now that my kids are in school and not in daycare. We're going to be talking about feeling like we have to prove ourselves, our new deck. I'm just going to fill you in. So let's dive right in because this episode could end up going for a while depending on how chatty I am. Germany. So my husband and I went to Cologne, Germany for a week at the beginning of May and it never ceases to amaze me how these things come about. This was not a trip that was planned far in advance. So at the beginning of the year when I was creating my project board, which if you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck is a project board? I'm going to link the episode I did on how to create your project board in the show notes because I did one at the very beginning of this year. But when I was creating my project board, I wrote down that I wanted to take one or two, I think it was trips with my husband, and I wanted at least one of them to be an international trip. And at that time, we had never talked about it. We had nothing planned, but I have been doing this for a while, and I know the power of setting an intention. So I set that intention, and I just let go, and I let it be. Well, I think it was the beginning of April, or maybe in March, he had mentioned something to me about a trade show that was going on in Germany, and he had asked if I potentially want to go with him. And I said, yes, of course, I would love to go. I have never been to Germany. I have been to various places in Europe, various places all over the world, but I have never been to Germany. It's always been somewhere I wanted to go. And so I said, yeah, I would love to go. And at that point, I actually lined up childcare (laughs) for my kids because I was like, that is not going to be the thing that holds me back from going. So when he initially mentioned it, I called my mom and I said, hey, would you be available to watch the kids for this week in May if we do end up going to Germany? And so we got all that in place, but it still wasn't a definite yes. And as we got closer and closer and closer, it still was a maybe, maybe, maybe until about three weeks prior to the actual trip. And he said, okay, we're going. And I said, okay, let's go. So he booked our flights and we went to Germany. So One of the cool things about this is that we ended up flying Delta Premier, which is like a step below first class 
on an international flight, which is now called Delta One, but it's a step above Delta Comfort Plus. So I would say it is pretty much like flying first class on a domestic flight. And the cool thing is, is that previously when we had traveled internationally or together, we had flown main cabin. And I've always wanted to fly first class internationally. Well, that has not happened yet, but as often happens with many of our visions, there are stepping stones to that vision. There are steps that we take, things that we do that get us closer. It's usually not one giant leap to the vision, but we have to step our way up that ladder or up those stairs to that ultimate vision. And so this for me was one of those steps. It was we're not flying main cabin, we're not flying Comfort Plus, we're flying Delta Premier, which is just one step below Delta One, which is first class international. And it was incredible, it was great, and I really wanna fly first class international. So that is like my next step on the ladder, that is my next goal. It did not have the laid down beds, so Delta Premier basically had seats that were larger, and more comfortable. They reclined more than your average seat, so there's more space. There was more leg room, and you got a footrest that went out. So the service was a little bit better than main cabin service. So it was a step up, but again, it's not the full lay down pods that are in first class, which I'm just dying to fly in someday. So that remains on the vision board, on the project board, but this was a step up. And I wanted to mention that because, like I said, oftentimes getting to that final vision requires those smaller steps in between. It's not one big leap and you have to celebrate and anchor in those smaller steps. So we flew Delta Premium. We finalized this trip just a few weeks before we went, and the reason we were going was for a trade show. So if you don't know, which you probably don't because I don't know that I've mentioned it on here, my husband and I, together with my in-laws and my brother-in-law, own a, har a lumber business. And what they do is they sell hardwood lumber all over the world. So this trade show was a trade show to go meet with new potential customers in Europe. And I've never actually gone to a trade show with my husband. I've gone with him on a trade show trip to Dubai in 2015 when we were engaged before we were married. I went to Dubai with him, but my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law came along and we never stepped foot in the trade show. So <laughs> we were purely on vacation when we went on that trip. Side note, highly recommend Dubai. Absolutely incredible. I have to get back there. It has been now eight years, but oh my gosh, such a cool place to visit. But anyway, so I had never actually been in a convention center with my husband or seen him do a trade show, sat at a booth with him. So part of me going along on this trip, part of the deal was that I was going to go to the trade show with him, even though I don't work in this business. I know really nothing about it. I was just going to go and keep him company and learn. And I, you guys, I enjoyed it so much. I got to meet people that he works with, talks to, that he respects, that respects him. I got to listen to them talk about their industry for four days. I got to watch him talk to current customers, prospective customers. I got to learn so much about the business, about his industry, and it was just very intriguing and interesting to me. I love learning. I love learning new things. I felt like I got to see him in his element, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I felt like coming back, I had such a better understanding of what he does even though I already knew what he did, this it took this to a whole new level. 
And I feel like I actually understand what he's talking about now when he talks to me. Because as you know, every industry has its own language, if you will. And so oftentimes terms would be thrown out that I had no clue what they meant. And a lot of times when he's talking, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Because we spent four days together and I got to listen to him talk to uh, people within his industry and to customers and prospective customers, I learned a lot about the business. And now I feel like when he talks, I know what he's talking about. I understand what he's saying. I understand the struggles, the challenges, the difficulties, the things that he's working through. And I truly believe that can only make our relationship stronger because when he comes home, if he's had a day that he's has been really stressful, really challenging, really frustrating, and he can share that with me and I can understand what he's talking about, that is going to help me support him. That's going to help me be more empathetic, right? So I truly believe that this trip brought us closer and I feel so grateful that I got to go along. He was grateful to have me there. He said it was infinitely more fun to have me there with him instead of being there all by himself, which is how he usually did these trips in the past. And he said that I could come along on any future international trade show trips. And you better believe that I am going to be accepting that offer and taking advantage of that because he does get to travel all over the world and to places that I have never been. And so, you know, uh, one of the things we got to do while we were there is we got to meet uh, with one of his customers that is actually in Turkey. And it was very, very cool to meet with them. And it was a father and his son and to see the dynamic there and to see, you know, how their business works. And it was just, it was just so cool. So I highly recommend understanding what your partner does and being curious about what they do and learning about what they do and being able to talk to them about what they do. Not that he truly understands what I do. Well, he understands what I do, but as I introduce new things into my business, it's my job to kind of educate him on that as well so that we can have those kinds of conversations and we can support each other. It also was fantastic quality one-on-one time together. I mean, once you have kids, how much time do you actually get to spend with your significant other one-on-one without the kids around? Usually the only time is at night after they go to bed, you're both exhausted Oftentimes my husband and I will sit on the couch and we don't even talk to each other. And that's not a bad thing. We're just both like decompressing from the day, doing our own thing. So this was an entire week of being together and getting to talk, talk about business, talk about life, talk about visions, talk about goals, talk about all these things and just enjoy each other's company. And I, my husband is my best friend. He is my soulmate. There is nobody on this planet that I would rather spend time with. And so it was great quality one-on-one time together. And I know a lot of couples are hesitant to take trips together without their kids. And I get it, believe me, because I get nervous. I do. I'm going to tell you that right now. I get nervous traveling the two of us together without our kids because if God forbid something were to happen, we're both on the same airplane. We're both in the same place. And if something bad were to happen, it would affect both of us. And potentially our kids could lose both parents. And that is something that I think about. That is something that leading up to a trip goes through my head. However, I do believe that the benefits of this outweigh the risk. The risk of that happening is so minimal. I have to remind myself of that. I'm more likely, we're more likely to die in our car driving to a date night than we are when we travel on an airplane internationally together. So I have to remind myself of that. But I think it's really, it's so good for your relationship for you to get away with your significant other without your children. So you can have that quality one-on-one time. And I think it's really great for your kids. My kids stayed with their grandparents, with my parents, the majority of the time. And then they did one night with my in-laws. And that is quality time with their grandparents that... I know my parents absolutely love and cherish, and I know my in-laws absolutely love and cherish, and I am so 
I love giving them that opportunity to have that quality time with them. And I know my kids love spending that time with them. So that was good. And they missed us. So when we came home, they were excited to see us. And I think that's good too, right? Like I think that separation is good for everyone. So that was our trip to Germany. I haven't even really told you about where we went. We went to Cologne, Germany, which is on the western side of Germany. It is just a couple of hours from Amsterdam. We actually flew through Amsterdam on our way to Cologne. It is a wonderful city. There is a cathedral there that was built beginning in the 1200s. It is so incredible. Just an architectural feat if you think about the intricacies of this cathedral and how they built it back then. It just is absolutely mind-blowing. The food was amazing. Amazing. We had German food, I think three or four meals. We had some great Italian meals. We had some great American meals. The food was to die for. Where we were is actually a little further north than where we live now. And we live in northern Wisconsin. So we get a lot of daylight at this time of year. The sun doesn't set till like 8.30 at night, 8, 8.30 at night, and it rises very early in the morning, starting at like 4.30. By the time we hit June 21st, it won't get fully dark here till almost 10 p.m. It gets light out at like 4 a.m. In Cologne, it's even more extreme than that. So it was so cool because we would go out to dinner, and in Europe in general, if you've never been to Europe, they eat later. So people eat later, they stay out later, and so we would go out to dinner at like 7.38, and we would be out till 9, 9.30, and it was still completely light out, and it felt like it was 6 o'clock with all of the people that were out and how light it was. It kind of throws you off a little bit, but it's really cool, and so we had a lot of fun doing that, staying out way later than we ever stay out here in the States, and uh, we really, really just enjoyed the atmosphere and the food and the people were very pleasant and the trade show was incredible. So if you get the chance to go to Germany, I didn't get to do pretty much any sightseeing other than just one day of walking around in Cologne. But from what I did see, I loved it. I would highly recommend it. I think you guys would absolutely love it. And so that is a recap of our Germany trip. Okay, are you sitting here listening to these episodes feeling motivated, inspired, and ready to make some moves? You've got that deep fire in your belly, that deep desire in your soul to courageously meet your edge, to create movement, to activate your next level because you know you've only touched the surface of what you're capable of. Are you ready to create the life that you've always desired, to embody the woman that you've always desired to be? Here's the thing, you know something is missing, you just can't quite put your finger on what it is you know what you desire is possible you're just not quite sure how to get there and what's holding you back you've been contemplating making a move and investing in yourself in a major way but you just haven't pulled the trigger yet you're excited you're anxious and you're nervous but you know in your gut that you're ready in my mentorship containers I'm able to quickly see the subconscious beliefs and patterns that have been holding you back from the things that you ultimately desire the ones that are so deeply buried in your subconscious in your shadow that you can't see them together we're going to investigate layer after layer after layer to expose all of the things hidden under the surface creating resistance I'm going to help you bring those things to the surface to examine them and release them I'm going to challenge your ways of thinking being and doing and I'm going to reflect back to you where you're being small where you're dimming your light and the things that you're hiding and then from there I'm going to help you connect the dots to get clear on your next level and then support you as you take those leaps I'm going to hold you accountable as you ascend it's going to feel exhilarating freeing 
spacious, like a breath of fresh air, and at times, scary and challenging. My one-on-one mentorship and mastermind are now enrolling, but spots are very limited. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about what these containers entail, or just shoot me a quick direct message on Instagram at Lauren underscore Francois to chat and see if we're a good fit for each other and which container makes the most sense for you. Okay, since we're talking about visioning, and I was telling you about writing this international trip on my project board and Delta Premium and how oftentimes we have to take steps to get to that ultimate vision. It's not just one big leap. I want to talk about our deck. So I've shared this a couple times on social media if you follow me on Instagram. If you don't, go follow me over on Instagram. (laughs) I share a lot of behind the scenes of my life. But we had this incredible deck built last year. So when we moved into this house in 2017, there was just a very small deck. And in our previous house, we had a very large deck. And I've always wanted to have this incredible outdoor space that becomes an extension of our home. We live on a lake. We have a gorgeous view. And I've just always envisioned having this outdoor deck space where we can entertain, where we can sit and relax in the summer, where we can make memories. And so that was the vision. And for the first, let's see, so we moved in in 2017 and we started having conversations with a contractor in 2021. So for the first four years, nothing happened with the deck. We just had this little deck. It was tiny and I just held the vision. In 2021, we met with the contractor. We met with a couple contractors and we decided on a contractor we wanted to use to build a new deck, a much larger deck. But we couldn't get the deck built till 2022. So we planned the deck in 2021 and then we had to wait a whole year till the summer of 2022 to actually have the deck built. So last year, at the end of June, we had this new deck built and it is massive and it is incredible and it is phenomenal and I'm so in love with it and all of the rest of last summer we had no furniture (laughs) because what happened is I had ordered deck furniture in anticipation of the deck being done at like the beginning of March well if you guys have ordered any sort of anything that's big last year or in 2021, you know that it took forever. So the deck furniture didn't end up getting delivered until the end of October and early November, which here is like the beginning of winter, basically. So when the deck furniture got delivered in boxes, it went straight to a storage building that we use. So it never got taken out. So last year, The step towards the vision was the deck got built, but there was no furniture. And so the vision was not complete. So fast forward to now this year, and I had the furniture that I ordered. Last year, I bought a huge table to put on the deck. I bought an awesome cantilever umbrella to go over the Double Chase Lounge that I bought last year. And just last weekend, we got all of the furniture put on the deck and my vision is coming to life. But we are not done. Now that all the furniture is there, I get to see, okay, what is missing? Where am I needing some little things to make this complete? Where do I want to add a little bit of decor? Where do I want to add some flowers? And now this summer, we're undergoing a huge landscaping project because in order to expand the deck, we had to basically like cut into the landscaping that we had. So last summer, we had to meet with the landscaper and like everything, it's like a year out. So we started meeting with a landscaper last July and now we will have a huge landscaping project done this July in order to really complete this outdoor space. We're also having work done on our stairs, going down to our dock. We're also having things done on our dock. So this really is a summer of just continuing to take those steps toward that ultimate vision. And even Brady and I sat down while we were in Germany and we were like, next summer. (laughs) 
<laughs> next summer is going to be the summer finally when the entire vision is like complete and done and we can really enjoy it but we are still in the thick of it and that just brings me to the back to the fact that these visions usually happen in steps over time we're talking about now six years from the this vision being planted in my head to now it you know really coming to fruition and it's going to be seven years by the time because we're talking next summer 2024 by the time it's really fully complete seven years you guys and I know that seems like such a long time but I always say this it feels like it takes forever while it's happening but once it's done once you get to that ultimate vision and you look back it doesn't matter how long it took it's always worth it it is always worth it and I can say right now it's been worth it yes it's taken six years to get here but now that we're here it was so worth it and next year I'm going to say the same thing. So you have to hold the vision. And sometimes that's all you you can do is just there's not a lot of things that can that are happening other than you holding the vision until you get to that point where you can start taking those action steps. And it takes step after step after step after step to get there. But once you're there and it all comes together, that to me is what it really means to make something manifest. That is manifestation. It's taking something from inside your head and bringing it into your external reality. It's taking something from the internal and exporting it to the external. And I will definitely be sharing lots of videos, lots of stories of this deck this summer because I'm going to be spending like all my time out there. I bought the Double Chase Lounge with the cantilever umbrella so that I could work out there this summer and I'm just so excited for it all to come together. But I really wanted to talk about holding the vision because it's so easy to get frustrated when things are taking longer than we want them to. Would I have loved for this deck to have been built the second year we lived here? Yes, but we weren't in a position to do that, right? So oftentimes we do have to hold that vision for a while before we can start to take those steps and then the steps take longer. Do, do I like waiting a year <laughs> for things to actually happen? Do I like having to plan a year out in advance? No, I would love to hire a contractor at the beginning of the summer and have the deck done by the end of the summer and hire a landscaper at the beginning of summer and have the landscaping done that summer. But that is just not the reality that we're living in right now. Uh, still bouncing back from this wonderful pandemic that we were in. And so this is the reality of the situation. But I wanted to share that with you guys because I know, especially when it comes to holding the vision, creating the vision, whether it's with something like this or in your business, it can get so frustrating to feel like things are not happening at the speed that you want them to. But you have to remember, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's always worth it in the end. So I wanted to touch on that. Now let's jump into kids. So I want to give you another series of funny things kids say. <laughs> when we were in Germany, we were at the trade show, we were sitting at the booth, and we were seven hours ahead. So the only time we could really FaceTime our kids was when it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and it was 7 a.m. at home before they went to school. So we got on FaceTime one day and my daughter Avery comes on and she's like, where are you guys? And we said, we're at, you know, the trade show. We're at, we're doing daddy's work at the trade show. And she just said the funniest thing. She said, mommy, you work now? <laughs> and we just burst out laughing. And it was just funny to hear her say, because it gives you just insight into the way a child's brain works. I have worked from the day my daughter was born. I have run my own businesses. I have worked from home pretty much every day 
that (laughs) she has been alive. But because I work from home and because I usually am working when she's not here, I don't think it really like resonates in her mind or that she fully understands that mommy works. She knows daddy works because we talk about daddy working and we talk about and daddy leaves to go to work before she wakes up most days and she's home when daddy comes home from work, right? Like mom doesn't work until after she drops Avery off at school. Mom goes and picks the kids up from school. So it is rare for my children to actually see me doing work. So she busted out this line, Mommy, you work now? And I just had to chuckle because I've worked every single, I've worked for her entire existence and yet she doesn't even really realize it, which I think is actually really cool. Like, She's going to understand. She knows that I work. She actually does because she will sit down at my laptop and she'll like pretend type on it. And I'll be like, Avery, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm doing work. And she's like imitating me. So she knows that I work. But it was just funny like to see her kind of say that. And yes, I actually really love that she said that. And I love that she doesn't really notice that I work because it is my number one. My kids are my number one priority. And I always say that that will always come before work. Always, always, always. They are like, they are it for me. My number one priority is being a mom. And that doesn't mean that I can't be incredibly successful in what I do. I believe as women, we get to have it all and we can have it all. So I believe I can have a super, super successful business and keep being mom as the number one priority. And I believe that I can balance all of that in a really fluid way. But I just... I We just laughed so hard when she said that. So I wanted to share that with you guys. And then the other thing she said just recently this week, we were at T-ball, a T-ball game, and we were watching my son and one of the little girls that goes to her preschool with her came up with her mom. And I had seen her mom before, but I had never I actually introduced myself and I didn't know her name. And so we introduced ourselves and we're sitting there talking and Avery just looks at her and she has this beautiful curly hair. It is just like that natural curly, gorgeous hair and it is gray. And I actually had in my network marketing business, one of the partners in my business previously, her hair was actually gray. Even when she was in her 20s, her hair was gray and it was just this beautiful, beautiful gray. And she stopped dyeing it because it just was so gorgeous. And that's how this woman's hair is. It's just this beautiful gray. But Avery, you know, kids don't hold back. And she looks at her and she goes, why is your hair that color? Why is your hair so gray? (laughs) And you know, out of the mouths of babes, we both just laughed and it brought me back to, and I shared this with the other mom. I said, you know what, you know, a, a month ago or so, she asked me what the lines on my forehead were, you know, very observant, just learning, observing, wondering what things are. And we both had to chuckle about that. But my kids are very, 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 very extroverted. And they are almost like too extroverted. They will sit and talk adults ears off they will share anything and everything about what is going on in their lives and other adults seem to absolutely love it sometimes I'm like you guys you don't need to be sharing that like we don't need to be telling everybody about that but uh, they just love to talk and they love to share their lives and they love to talk to other people and the things that come out of their mouth sometimes I'm just like oh my gosh oh my gosh so Funny things kids say. Now going back to mommy working, I wanted to talk about the summer schedule with my kids. So my son is finishing up kindergarten. My daughter is finishing up preschool. Next year, my daughter will go into 4K, which is actually at our elementary school. It's four full days of school a week. So it's the same as 
the, the regular school schedule. She just doesn't go on Fridays. But when my kids were both in daycare, nothing changed in the summer, right? Like they just, they were in daycare. And the daycare schedule in the summer was the same as the daycare schedule throughout the whole year. And so everything just kind of flowed together. Well, now that they're in school and they're getting older, it's like, what do I do in the summer? <laughs> that is like the question that I have been thinking about for months and months and months. What do I do with them in the summer? How do I want to do this moving forward as they get older and they can't, they're not going to go to daycare in the summer. So last summer, what I did is my son went to my daughter's preschool. It's a Montessori school and they have a lot of school-aged kids that go there in the summer. Parents who work, they send both of their kids there in the summer. And so both of my kids went there last summer for three full days. But we didn't utilize it as much as I thought we would and they complained about going for full days. So this year, I decided that they are going to go for three mornings. This also coincides with the fact that I am absolutely loving the ages that my kids are at and I want to spend a lot of time with them because I love doing really fun things with them and in the summer we can do a lot of really fun things around here. We live on a lake. There's so many outdoor things to do here in the summer. My sister comes up here with her three kids often. We like to travel. So there's just so much to do in the summer. So I was going back and forth like, what am I going to do? I still want time to work, but I also want to spend more time with them because you know the saying, you only get 18 summers with your kids. How many summers do you have left? And for me, it's really important that I be super present with my kids in the summer. I want to be. It's my favorite time of the year. I love doing things with them. That is a priority for me. So I knew that I wanted to be able to do lots of things with them in the summer and I didn't want to necessarily put them in for full days, but I also didn't want to not put them in at all because I do want to continue working. I do want to continue recording this podcast and putting podcast episodes out and growing my business. And so it was this question of, well, what do I do? Because I don't want them to just sit and watch TV while I'm working. So I decided on three mornings. So they're going to go to my, uh, to the Montessori school, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings from like eight, eight 15 ish to, I think like 1245. And I'm going to pick them up after lunch and then we're going to have the afternoons together and then they will be home on Mondays and Fridays. So we'll have like a four-day weekend and then they'll have those three days in a row in the mornings, which has allowed us to do some more activities that I wanted to put them in that we couldn't do last summer because they were in for three days. So I will actually be working less this summer than I've ever worked before. And that brings me to this point that I want to make that it is okay to slow down. And I actually was just having this conversation with a guest that I brought on the podcast who has a five-month-old baby. And I don't know if this episode, if that episode will have aired by the time this one airs or not. Probably not. It's probably coming up. So I'm not going to spill the beans on that. But we were talking about, you know, this balancing business and growing your business and running your business and success and your goals with motherhood. And she's at the very, very beginning stages of it with a five month, month old. I'm more in it with a four and a half and six year old, but it's this constant like rebalancing, realigning, figuring out what you want. And if I could go back and give my younger self a piece of advice about this, I would say to her that there's always going to be more time to make money and you can always make more money. And I would say to make sure that you're prioritizing time and presence with your kids because that's something that you can't get back. That's something you can't make more of, right? So... I've really, really embraced that this year 
This is the last year my daughter was in preschool. She went three days a week. She's home with me two days. And then in September, she starts going to school. So I'll only have one day a week with her come the school year. And then when she's in kindergarten, then I have no days. So this was the last year that I was only going to be working three days. And then starting in the fall, I'll have four days. And then after that, I'll have all five days. And I'll have that for the rest of my life if I want it. And so I really started to think about, like, I really don't want to waste this time that I have with my daughter. There is going to be plenty of time to really put the pedal to the metal and grow my business in a really significant way when she goes to school four days a week and then when she goes to school five days a week. There's going to be time for that. But I never want to look back on this phase and wish that I would have prioritized spending more time with her. And I'm almost going to get teary-eyed talking about this, but that was something that I really struggled with have struggled with throughout motherhood. And I think part of it was that I was not in love with the baby phase. It wasn't my favorite phase. I've never been a baby person. I like this phase that my kids are in much, much more. So I think the few years that my kids were in that phase when we had when I had babies, when I had two under two, and then when I had two toddlers, like those were very, very, very challenging phases. And I needed my work to keep me sane. It was like, that was like my outlet. That was my thing that I could control. That was time for myself. That was something that was mine when there was chaos going on all around me all the time and lots of things that I couldn't control. And so I think that I really, really needed my business then. Not to say that I don't need my business now because I love doing what I do. And I love this podcast and I see it growing and I feel like I'm just at the beginning. But there has been this shift in because I'm really enjoying this time with my kids now, being okay with letting go of the business side a little bit and slowing down there intentionally And not being so wrapped up in like, I have to hustle, 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 grow, 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 grow. If it doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen. Kind of letting that go and really knowing there's a time and place for everything. And there's going to be a time and place for that. And now may not be that time and place, right? Like I'm going to fully immerse myself in enjoying this summer because I have the luxury of doing that. Yes, I have made six figures the last two years. My husband makes way more money than I do, and he always has made more money than I do, no matter how much I've made. Could that change in the future? Yes, I could totally see that potentially changing in the future as my business grows, but that is where we're at right now, and I'm going to actually take advantage of that. Like I am going to take advantage of that and spend time with my kids instead of feeling this need to prove that I also can make money which is something that I have struggled with since my kids were born, is feeling this need to prove that I can make money too, that the money we have is not just coming from him, that I'm capable of making it too. And I think I've proven that. I've proven that to myself. I've proven that to other people. And really what I learned this last year is there actually is nothing to prove. Like This is a very manifesting generator thing is this proving like I need to prove that I can be successful on my own. I need to prove that I can make money and it's a way of filling this gap of feeling like you're not enough just as you are and in diving deep into shadow work over the last really like gosh it's been over six months now probably last eight months I've really let go of that and I now know that I have nothing to prove, that I am good enough as I am no matter what. And that has been like the biggest weight that has been lifted off my shoulder. But I have really spent this year in particular, beginning in in January of 2023, just letting go of that proving and kind of leaning back a little and putting the brakes on certain things in order to 
open myself up to really just receiving and living more in that feminine energy and learning how that feels because I can. And I decided I'm not going to feel ashamed of that anymore. Our money comes from where our money comes from. And I think that manifestation isn't necessarily specific to it money having to come in a certain way, right? Like I know there are so many women who would kill to be where I am and are probably like, what? How could she think that way? Like, I don't understand that. How could she believe that? How could she struggle with that? It's, you don't know what someone's going through behind the scenes. You never know what someone's going through behind the scenes unless they share it. And this has been something that I have been really, really reluctant to share. But we're opening up and we're throwing caution to the wind. And so this year, I really took a step back. I have um, in the in the first five months of the year from that pushing, 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 feeling like I need to constantly be growing in my business, making more money in my business, and being okay with prioritizing, shifting priorities, and shifting my ways, and leaning into different things, knowing that, again, there's a time and a place. I know that once September hits and my daughter is back, my daughter is in school four days a week, like my business and really like getting strategic and growing and and prioritizing those things is going to be a top priority. And I know that. So I'm going to lean back this summer and I'm going to spend more time with my kids and I'm going to keep recording podcast episodes and I'm going to keep putting out great content and I'm going to keep growing, but it's going to be in a different way then I'm going to do it in September. And it's in a way that allows me to prioritize the things that are the most important things to me, which are my kids and time with my kids. So I am fully leaning into what my podcast producer, Joelle, calls, I think she calls it like rich mom life or something. I don't know. We were chuckling about it over a conversation a couple weeks ago. But I'm taking advantage of the fact that I can do this. And if you're in that situation, I would highly encourage you to take advantage of the fact that you can too and to really make sure you're prioritizing the things that matter most to you. And, you know, moving forward, who knows? I might get to the point where as my kids get older and they're not going anywhere in the summer, like the summer is my break. Summer might be a break in my business. Who knows. I might have a business that goes from September through the end of May and then I might just take the entire summer off. And I think that's the beauty of running your own business and being an entrepreneur. And the the beauty of growing and expanding and evolving is that you get to make those decisions. You get to run your business the way you want to. And you get to decide what works best for you. So That is what our summer is going to look like this summer. No, I'm not going anywhere. Yes, I'm probably going to still be putting out two episodes per week because I just have so much to say, you guys. And especially as we dive deeper and deeper into human design. Oh my gosh, I have, I could talk about human design and specifically human design when it comes to money, business, success, relationships, forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, I have actually really enjoyed learning about the human design of my children and my significant other. I've talked to a couple people who are in the process of booking human design readings about doing readings, not just for them, but for their kids and their husband, because it has brought me so much insight and such a deeper understanding of why my kids are the way they are. So I wanted to make sure I highlighted that here and offered that to you. I do offer human design chart readings. And what that includes is I will pull your human design chart. I will give you this incredible, beautiful written summary of your human design, like 
um, in-depth written summary of your human design, of your type, your authority, your strategy, your cognition, your manifestation type, you, and then we'll dive into your centers and I will walk you through our, is each center defined or undefined, what does that mean? And then we will get on a Zoom call, a 60-minute Zoom call, where you can ask me any and all questions you want to ask me. We can dive into specific areas with regards to your human design. That is something that I offer. It is $250, which I think is a steal. When I got my human design chart read, that's what I paid, and I felt like it was a steal of a steal for what I learned about myself. So I would love to do that for you specifically to help you with your business, your success, to help show you where you're out of alignment, how to get yourself back into alignment. But I also would love to do that for you, for your kids, for your significant other, for you to better understand your kids, your spouse, your partner, why they are the way they are, why they do the things they do, how you guys are different, where you might clash, where you're similar, where you're the opposite. I just feel like this is only going to improve your life in so many ways. So again, the price for one reading is $250. If you're going to do multiple readings, I have been offering discounts on the third reading, uh, especially when it involves kids. So if that's something you're interested in, I've included the link to book your human design chart reading in the show notes. If you want to do multiple readings, just reach out to me. Shoot me an email. My email's in the show notes or shoot me a message on Instagram or Telegram. You can tell me about what you're looking for and we can talk about uh, what the price would be for that. So that is something that I am so excited to be offering now. And I can't wait to see you guys take advantage of that. And that is where I'm going to end this episode. We have been going for almost 50 minutes now. And I have a call that I have to jump on here. But that is kind of what is going on in my life right now. A little recap of what has been happening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear your feedback shoot me a message on Instagram or Telegram. Let's chat. And again, if you're interested in that human design chart reading, you can go ahead and just book your reading by scrolling down and clicking on the link in the show notes. Or if you want to do multiple readings, shoot me a quick message and we'll talk about what that could look like for you. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you at our next episode. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.